to the Digital Brand Builder Podcast, where we bring you the best growth strategies from the world's experts to help build your business fast. And now, here's your host, Mark Fidelman. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Digital Brand Builder Podcast. Today, joining me is Jose Quiros. And Jose is Managing Director of Digital Caliente. And uh, today, Jose and I are going to talk about a new subject, one of my favorite subjects, and one that uh, we haven't done on the show because it's, it's a little complicated. I, I can't wait to, to dive into this. It's on affiliate marketing. And we'll also kind of sprinkle in, you know, how you make those partnerships more strategic. And, and Jose is going to walk us through all of that. So with that, Jose, welcome to the show. And if you can, in 200 words or less, give us a little bit of information about yourself. Sure, sure. So thank you for having me. And you nailed it on the pronunciation. Uh, I know we were chatting wow. about that before we hit recording. Well, but you hit the 50 times of trying. Yeah. <laughs> I know, you hit it on the head, man. Um, but, you know, you, you kind of summed it up. Uh, I actually have two titles, managing director of Digital Caliente and owner of my own um, digital agency called Team Kiros. Um, they both serve different purposes and we'll kind of get into that today. But really, I like to consider myself an immigrant. Um, a lot of people try to coin me as an entrepreneur, but the entrepreneur in me came from immigrants. Uh, you, you create your own opportunities in a sense. And I started my career at the corporate level doing digital marketing, coordinating and project management, started my own agency locally, did really well, held on to a corporate client and then shifted all my focus to corporate medium and large size businesses. Um, I've been called a digital architect. Uh, I can provide digital blueprints, a digital contractor and really my specialty is unlike any other agency out there, social media agency, website agency, et cetera, is I partner up closely with the owner, the founder, or the CEO to help them understand the digital world because there is a, they get a sense of relief when I come in and I'm able to break down the strategies, break down the vernacular, the vocabulary, the opportunities in front of them in the digital world because they feel like it's gone a little way out of their, out of their wheelhouse, right? Because they're so focused onto their business. So in a nutshell, that's kind of what I do. I've been in digital for a little under a decade um, and I, I love this world. Well, I do too, uh, obviously. And, you know, one thing I, I tell you know, people that I work with is, and a lot of them I try to get to do affiliate marketing, but it's, I think they have this image of just these hacks that are out there on YouTube and maybe a blog that, you know, put up banner ads here and there. And they think that's affiliate marketing and they don't see, you know, the other side of things, the things I see and probably what you see are there's some real professionals out there that know how to use Facebook and landing pages. And that's all they do day in and day out. And they're just masters at it. And they're always on top of what's new and what's working. That group of people I like to work with. Now, there's the whole underbelly too. I'd say 80, 70 to 80% of these affiliates are bad actors and they're, they're doing bad things, uh, black hat type of things, or even white hat and not being ethical uh, on how they're getting people to sign up for things or to buy things. But um, we're going to dive into that slowly. So what, can you just basically lay the foundation for affiliate marketing and why it's important that people uh, use affiliates and, and let's just start with that. Sure, sure. So the first thing I would want to start with is letting folks know that um, you got to keep a, a right perspective in digital. Um, a lot of businesses or entrepreneurs, et cetera, they put digital tactics first before their business strategy. So define your business strategy first before you start 
bringing in a digital tactic. Um, I'll, that's the first thing I want to start off with. But when it, so when it comes to affiliates, um, one of the reasons why we dug into that was because one of my clients, nationwide retailer, about 100 in stores nationwide, um, they were building their e-commerce platform, platform. And the challenge was, how do we grow this? How do we grow traffic and revenue with as little budget as possible with damn near zero dollars right so for us it became affiliate marketing became a really important play because it's a performance marketing strategy and a performance marketing strategy means that you don't come up with a front budget you pay out after the performance has happened after the sale has been made the conversion the contact whatever it is that the result that we're hoping for we're paying for that once that happens and not necessarily saying here's five thousand here's ten thousand dollars a month go bring me some sales it's go bring me some sales and i'll pay you out when it comes to this so i think that's the very first reason why businesses should consider affiliate marketing because it's a paper performance and you don't come up right up front at a budget um that's that's to me it's is the most important kind of reason why um then when you're going to start to dig into affiliate marketing you want to ask yourself two questions one do i have the technical know-how or resources to build an affiliate program in-house using third-party software as technologies developers or is it more efficient for me to find a, a affiliate partner someone like a Rakuten, Viglink, Skimlink, you know all of these different companies that solely focus now these companies are middlemen right they're gonna you're the retailer you're the brand you're the company they're gonna connect you with the affiliate and obviously they get paid a commission on that relationship and any technology that they have on tracking etc so Start there as well as an organization. Do I have the tech know-how to do it in-house? If so, you're going to need to understand that you're going to have to track pixels and conversions and payouts and all that good stuff. Or do I partner up with a vendor who's already established, has the platform, and can do this for me in a sense? Well, I mean, the, I mean that's a great question. Do you want a middleman or do you want to do it yourself? Can't you do it yourself and then use a platform like Impact Radius? that tracks all of that? Or do you still suggest they use a middleman because you don't have the resources in-house in to kind of optimize it and make it work? You pretty much, yeah, gave my answer. I mean, it, because at the end of the day, it's business, right? And so it's, it's being really critical on critical thinking on, do I have the resource to actually make this happen? And maybe you can start off in-house small, maybe run a pilot program, three, four, five different affiliates you want to work with, and then start to scale it up and get to the point where, okay, I'm managing a hundred different relationships. I, I don't have it. I need a third party. Then you can go that, that route. Um, but yeah, again, it just really starts with that. If, if I'm talking to a medium, large size business, I typically tell them, Hey, just find a partner. Because for example, one of my clients as well for their e-commerce, we have about 150 affiliates that we work with on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, and some of these affiliates are, are massive, RetailMeNot, Offers.com, et cetera. You're not going to be able to manage that relationship one-on-one. -on -one. You, you need a third-party um, mitigator for that because they have the relationship with them. So it kind of just depends. Okay. Um, so let's say I have a clothing company. I don't have the resources to do affiliate marketing on my own, but I want to take advantage of a no-brainer, which is finding affiliates, maybe they're fashion affiliates, or maybe they're just damn good professional affiliates to help me market my new clothing line that's coming out. So um, do, is there a circumstance where you could see me doing it myself because there's a platform so good, it's just so easy? Or would you recommend to that company, hey, get a middleman, you know, one of the ones that you mentioned, and I don't know if you have one specific to, to retail, 
Um, but get a middleman because you can learn from them. And then if you feel like it's strategic enough, you can bring it in-house. Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. So um, to answer your question on a retail affiliate, Rakuten is the leading, I believe, in retail affiliate because, again, they do Retail Me Not, uh, Offers.com, Honey, all these different um, Groupon, all this good stuff. Um, there is a scenario where you can do it yourself. Um, Shopify, uh, Shopify Plus, they have the ability to create affiliate tracking within the platform itself, um, which is typically the biggest hurdle to overcome is the tracking because you want to make sure that you're accrediting the sale to the correct publisher or affiliate. You're paying out the right points because now you're talking about your margin, right? And how that's going to affect your margin. That's something you have to consider too. I have X amount profit margin on my product. If I have to give five to 10, 15% of it, where does that leave me? Um, so again, these are all things that it, when you get a third party, it helps because they can help you probe these questions and define these questions. But if you're going to do it individually, I would say that you go into something like a Shopify or whatever e-commerce platform you're using, see if they have the ability to do tracking, to set up tracking for you with some development support or have an in-house developer. And then after that, your main your day-to-day uh, when it comes to affiliate marketing is going to be relationship management. So I'll give you an example. With our retail client, we compete up against Nike, Finish Line, Adidas, Foot Locker, these massive billion-dollar athletic and apparel and sneaker companies where we're we're competing with them for the same affiliates because it's the sneaker bloggers. It's the guy that has, you know, 200,000 Twitter followers who just has sneaker news all day long. Those guys, they're paying out much heavier, right? They're paying anything from 15% to a 25% commission. We're coming in and offering five to 7%. How do we stay competitive? By maintaining those relationships, consistently reaching out to those affiliates, making sure that we're top of their inbox, top of their mind. Um, and so then they're being more willing to support. Um, and then it also, it also another thing that people would see as a as an issue is actually, it's actually a positive for us because Nike, Adidas, et cetera, these brands are going to sell out much quicker. And so those affiliates, they're going to have a less probability of actually getting a commission on them. So when they work with us, it's a higher probability they're going to get a commission on it because we're not going to sell out as fast as the competitor, but we can still pay them out. Um, so if you were going to do it yourself, I would say one, whatever e-commerce platform you're using, inquire and see if they have some kind of tracking that you can do so you can build the affiliate program within your platform. If they don't, look for a third-party software that can do it. Again, it's all about alleviating as much um, overhead or, 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 or dependencies on you as an as a owner or as an organization. So if there's a third-party software that could almost plug and play, um, or if you have developments inside that you can keep the tracking, then great. Once you have that set up, tested, all that good stuff, then you're going to want to find your list of folks. And one of the ways that you're going to manage that is, let's say you have five of them, you're going to run a campaign with them for about 30 days, and you're going to analyze the results. Who's bringing more traffic? Who's bringing in more conversions, et cetera? You know, the top two producers move on, the three get replaced with someone else. And you go and you go and you go until six months or a year from now, you're going to have a solid group of affiliates who are diehard, who are producing, and who are helping you really, really grow. Wow. Okay. Well, great advice. So now let's get into you've either hired a third party or you've done it yourself. How do you make sure that you're getting the best affiliates possible to represent your brand and that they're working in a way that is ethical? 
Yeah, one of the good, so typically when you're going with a third party, um, ethical kind of, the ethical question gets resolved, right? Because they have a submission process through them and they have a validating process and they even have the ability to show you this affiliate has been producing 10,000 a month for X amount of months or this much or this much or, or et cetera. So they have the criteria for you. When you're doing this on your own, you're going to have to wear that hat. Right. And almost think of it as an interview. Right. What do they, probe? What do they do? Who are the followers? What's their content? You're more than more than OK to go ahead and ask for numbers. What's your impressions like? What's your click through rate like? What's your conversion rate like, et cetera. So you really want to it's all relationship based. So you're really going to need to meet with these people understand them what what is the why for them right because a lot of these affiliates unless you're talking about the big guys the rebates and the ebates and stuff like that but if you're talking about you know a, a guy for us in the in the retail in the sneaker world who built a following through a blog you know this guy is not an organization he's not a business he's just a guy who has a passion and so happened to make something out of it so you get to get to know them what is their why? What started them? What drives them now? Um, and it'll become really apparent. It'll become really, really apparent. Uh, we had affiliates that we had to pause the relationship because they were using bots to scan our website for new product. Wow. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Now, granted, it wasn't necessarily, um, you know, it's not like they were stealing money or anything of that nature, but retail and e-commerce specifically, bots are a huge problem. And so if we can't identify you from an actual bot, it becomes difficult, right? So things like that are going to come up, but don't be afraid to be direct, um, to ask, to to probe, to interview, um, and then define that. And, you know, if if you have a nice qualifying process and one of them sneaks in, um, then you could address that, you know? Um, and that's the thing with the third party as well. It does help eliminate some of that because if you do run an issue with the publisher, whether it's on their end, you know, you haven't paid out or they're doing something unethical, you could always go to the third party to help mitigate that. Okay. That's uh, interesting and, and good advice because I'm sure people that have started out in affiliate marketing didn't know what they were doing and joined you know, sites like ShareASale, and I'm not knocking ShareASale, I've had success there. Um, you have run into some bad experiences and they like affiliate marketing is BS. Um, but there really are some professionals, some ethical professionals. Uh, the balance I find, and I want your comment on this, is you've got to incentivize them enough or you have to have high enough conversions uh, so that they continue to work with you. You know, keeping the good ones is hard because they have other options. They can go somewhere else and make more money. So when you talk about strategic vendor relationships and, and, and all that, how do you make sure you maintain that uh, with them and you know, build a win-win scenario for both uh, vendor and for the, the, the affiliate partner? You know, the first place that I start is typically with the business owner, with the CEO or the founder or, or some person in C-suite that I'm talking about the strategy. And I give them the perspective of this. Don't think of them as affiliates. Think of them as digital salespeople. Instead of them being at your store, you know, pushing a product, they're on the on the web pushing product recommendations to their audience so if you come in with the mindset of this is a commission-based digital sales rep a lot of your worries and concerns and and almost um reason of why you should go here go away right um so once you kind of keep that in mind that they are digital sales people then you understand that okay i know what motivates salespeople: money 
and also some like affirmation and you know things of that nature but money so you could do different things you can do tiers right uh salespeople also like to be competitive so if you hit this tier your commission is at five percent you hit this tier it becomes seven percent this tier and above 15 right incentivize them for growth um, another thing you can do is you can stay consistently tracking and if there's any dip or decline within any, any of your top affiliates, reach out to them. Hey, what's going on? What, you know, what can I help you with? Do you need content? Do you need creative? Are the links not working? Am I just tracking wrong? What's up? And you'll start to there. And, and the thing is with them, um, unless you're talking about obviously the big guys, uh, the retail me knots and such, most of these independent affiliates are very transparent and they'll tell you, well, your competitor did this. And so that's why I'm I, I'm favoring them. You know, your competitors doing that, doing this, et cetera. So it's honestly just about having that open communication with them. And so you'll need a dedicated resource to this. Um, and, and you can consistently probe and ask, et cetera. And one of the good things too about affiliates is you can really start to get get to understand your consumer much more when you partner with affiliates. Because the reason why you're partnering with them is because they have the attention of the consumer that you're seeking. And because they have that attention, they understand them a little bit more. So there could be a, a good synergy, uh, synergy there where you're working with them, not only to commission out, et cetera, but then to gather product ideas, service ideas, customer service ideas based on what their audience is saying. Hmm. Okay. Well, um, when you, so you build a strong relationship, you build that win-win, uh, they understand the consumer. And what I find is they probably understand them better than you do after a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, most so of the time. Good, do. They're a good source for other things that you might want to do uh, in marketing. Uh, how do you then, you know, kind of take it to the next level? And, you know, you've got one strong strategic relationship. Maybe you have two. How do you know whether to scale or not scale? How do you know how do, how do, you, know how to move forward with that? Sure. So, this again that third party is really where that comes into play um because some of the third parties they will give you a strategic planner and you meet with them monthly or quarterly and they help you analyze the reports and say based on the reports i would say you increase the commission on these you build a stronger relationship with these people and you invite these new people to your program so that you know, so you would be doing the same thing if you're doing it on your own obviously this now falls onto your shoulders so you'd want to look at the reporting identify the kpis you're trying to track most likely it's going to be conversions because again this is a paper performance and so I wouldn't advise people to look at impressions, um, clicks maybe, but really it's going to be about the performance aspect of it and the traffic that's being driven. So you look at that based on that, you say, okay, is there room for me to offer this person more commission or more opportunities? Or this person has to have a competitor because they're going to have a competitor. And so does that make sense? Does that does that make sense? And can it work that way as well? Um, so, again, if you're going through a third party, you're going to have to, if you're going through a third party, they're going to give you that and you're going to have a strategic planner who's going to help you. If you're not, then you're going to have to analyze that yourself. And it's really, you just let the reporting dictate that. Um, I've also built relationships with affiliates directly. And so, for example, um, and I'll give them a shout out called Coupon Cause. It's actually a pretty, really, it's a really cool affiliate. Um, they're a coupon site. However, any purchase, any coupon that gets redeemed through them, they get a percentage off of it. And then that percentage, they give some to uh, a charity, a cause. Um, so I made a really good relationship with, with that individual. That person was able to share with me other affiliates that do similar or in within that realm 
which have a similar audience that I could then start engaging with. Um, so the stronger you build that relationship with them, then they're going to be able to expose you to, hey, here are these other opportunities that, that you can do. And then the final thing I would say here, and this is something that a lot of people don't know and don't take into consideration is you can find affiliates who can offer you technology or digital services that you would have to go flat out budget for at one point or another. So an example is a social media agency. I've gotten partnerships with social media agencies where they're running prospecting and retargeting ads for us on a paper performance model. We don't have a monthly budget. We don't have, we have to come out of pocket X amount in order for them to run these ads. They run the ads any conversions they drive, we pay out a commission and, and we're happy. So that's another thing with affiliates. It's not just about the guy with the blog or the, or the, the Twitter account. There's affiliates in the technology space, in the social media space, et cetera, et cetera. So you can start getting into those strategies as well without having an up budget, with a budget up front. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, this is fascinating stuff. Is there any unique affiliates that you've worked with that you're like, wow, I never would have thought of doing that. Uh, that was successful. Maybe it's somebody you just focused on, I don't know, email or, or, um, a TikTok or, or something like that. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, the one that comes to mind is not necessarily something out of the box in, in a strategy sense, but so, rebates, ebates, all this stuff. These affiliates have been around for a long time, right? You buy from us, you get cash back. And really what's happening there is that ebates is getting 15% on any sell that they cut through. They get that 15%, they keep seven, they give you the remainder, right? That's why the consumer can get cash back or they, well, they keep 10 and they give you five. And so now you're getting 5% on cash back. So this, this model has been around. I saw a new affiliate, I think it's called Active Junkie. They did that same model. However, they did it in the outdoor space, strictly outdoor space. So backpacks, tents, camping gear, kayaks, et cetera, et cetera. That to me wasn't necessarily something that was, you know, um, out of the box, but I thought it was a great way that an affiliate was able to hybrid models and kind of a niche and do something unique within a niche using already an, ex an established model. And what we found there is that we were able then to select the product categories that we wanted to help promote in that channel or with that affiliate specifically. So even though we do have mostly Jordan, Nike, Adidas, et cetera, we can then some of our training pants, some of our dry fit shirts that you could, that would be good for hiking. We can then move over here and, and have a more, a unique approach to, to the campaign with the support of an affiliate. I want to say that, one of the, the most fascinating things that I saw an affiliate do was they take viral videos in your field on YouTube and they embed them on a web page and they put advertising all around it. I, I don't know if that's still, if they're still able to do that with the way that Google and Facebook looks at landing pages, but uh, they drove a ton of traffic through those viral videos. And then on the side, they'd, they're, they'd have surveys and they'd have other things that led to their clients and uh, allowed allow them to sell things and to collect information on new prospective customers. I thought that was fascinating. So, okay. So let's return to, you know, the other thing it's not for me, it's, it is about the affiliates making money, but they make more money. If you make your site, your landing page, whatever you're driving a traffic to more optimized for higher conversions. So do you have any, 
recommendations for that. Yeah, so you're 100% right. And that goes true for anything, right? Your Facebook campaign, your email campaign, whatever channel you use to get someone onto your site, that site has to be optimized. The way I, I position it for people, it's like if you were running ads in a newspaper, a local radio, going to chamber of commerce, et cetera, for everyone to come to your new location in that town, then when they get to that location, it's not merchandised correctly, it's not cleaned, it's the associates don't know what they're doing. That's what a bad user experience is like on the web, right? If your copy's wrong and your features are off and it's not mobile friendly, you just drove someone to an unprepared store. So I 100% agree with you on that. Yes, it's definitely needed. Here are some tips, tips of the industry that you can do in order to kind of get yourself in the right foot. Most likely, whatever it is that you're trying to sell online, someone is already selling it. Maybe not exactly the same. Maybe they have a different process. They have a different framework, whatever the case, they serve a different audience, whatever the case may be. But most likely, there's already a website out there, a competitor who's doing that. So look at their product page right? Especially if they're, if they're bigger than you, right? And they're, they're generating more revenue. Look at their product page, their services page, et cetera, and draw inspiration from there. That's going to be your fundamentals. Well, I should include, you know, a call to action, an opt-in, a testimonial, some client logos, some product reviews. Start making a list of what's being featured there. Once you have that, then do your thing, you know, make changes as you see fit for your brand, your audience, et cetera. I wouldn't go too crazy in a sense of, moving things around, right? In a product page, you're not going to put the buy now button all the way to the bottom or on the top of the header, right? You're going to kind of keep it in best practices and what the consumer is used to. But once you kind of have that defined, then you can get really creative and clever within the the fundamentals of, of getting the, you know, the product page or the service page, whatever landing page correctly. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah. Fascinating stuff again, and very critical. I, I want to let everyone know that you can save yourself a lot of money by having a highly converting process and then a follow-up. I mean, if you look at it as a whole funnel, if affiliates are making money because you're also doing retargeting or you're doing, or they're doing retargeting, or if there's, you know, any kind of email follow-up where you're giving them credit for that sale, uh, that can also reduce the cost of working with that affiliate. Um, well, at this point, is there anything, and I know this is all high level, there's a lot of detail that goes into setting up a su successful program. Is there anything else that uh, we didn't cover that we should have covered? Um, no, I, I, the biggest takeaway um, for folks, I, I think, is keep in mind, again, these guys are digital salespeople. Um, to, and it's a paper performance. Like it's, it's a very low risk um, to get into it. If you're going to do it yourself, obviously, there's a lot of management that has to go under. And then there's some technology that you have to keep in mind, tracking, etc. But the biggest thing I just want people to take away is that there's affiliates doing amazing things and experimental things and so many different things in the space that you can partner with them. Um, you know, actually, I'm going to give you another quick one. We have an artificial intelligence company based out of Australia who's been doing amazing work with Tommy Hilfiger in Australia. I think Kelvin, I think they have Kelvin Klein in Australia as well. Um, they're doing really great things with retailers out in Australia and they're trying to break into the States. And because they don't have many clientele in the States, if any, they're going on an affiliate model where typically that software would cost you anything from five to 10 grand a month to operate. For us, it costs us a X percent commission on a product, right? So you can, speaking on full funnels, we've had affiliates 
who help the abandoned cart funnel. And, and then they get a paid a commission on that. We didn't have the technology resources in-house to build it ourselves. So we were able to get some of these tech features taken care of by partnering with, um, with affiliates. So if anything, uh, I just wanted to give, give that, uh, the diversity of, of the affiliates. It's not just about a blogger or a, uh, a guy who has a Twitter account, but there's big companies out there doing things and that have an affiliate uh, model to them. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. Well, we're going to wrap things up, but we ask two final questions of everybody. The first one being, uh, what is the hottest digital marketing technology that you recommend today? Yeah. So that one's interesting because there's so many, <laughs> um, <laughs> right. but really, one. yeah, yeah. The one, and it's, this is a very shameless plug. Um, over at Digital Caliente, we're a digital experience studio based out of Miami. We did an amazing work. Uh, we're a we're a company, we're a, a child company to Antonio and Paris, which is a global agency, Mini Cooper, AT&T, Burger King, you name them, we, we work, to work with them. We have a tool called Digital DNA. And Digital DNA is a database of about 2 million consumers globally. And we can tap into them to run kind of a brand health monitor on an organization. And this will help identify likability, strategic clarity, intent to recommend, uniqueness, brand efficiency, unaided awareness, innovation. And this happens both on and, off and offline. So digital DNA, it's proprietary. Um, but to me, that's something that I have not seen in the space. Um, I've seen folks do surveys, you know, hit a database, do a focus group. But the way our platform is set up, it's completely digital and we have access to these 2 million consumers and it grows um, globally that we can type into quickly to, to understand them. Because at the end of the day, the strongest thing in the online space is your communication, is your messaging. They say content is king. Well, that's because content is the only way you can communicate online, whether it's video content, text content, pictures content. So to me, that's, that's the bigger tool because it helps you understand your consumer and that's going to save you years of hurt when it comes to trying to figure out who you're trying to talk to online and what's the positioning, what's the messaging and all that good stuff. Well, I, uh, I love that. And I, I don't consider that too shameless a plug because it's really a unique technology that's, that's helping people and people should know that you offer something like that. So let's go to final, uh, our final question number two. Who's the most influential person in marketing today? I know you snuck in three, which is fine <laughs> if you want to go through those three, but uh, they're all very recognizable names. Who, who, who do you think they are? Yeah, originally I had said that. I said, um, it really depends on who you're following, right? Because we're in this world where people have massive platforms. And so if you ask a Tony Robbins diehard, they'll say Tony Robbins. If you ask a Gary Vee diehard, then someone say Gary Vee. But to me, what, at least in my industry and what I've heard either me be compared to or, oh, you remind me of, um, would be a Gary Vee, Simon Sinek, um, and a Tony Robbins. Um, those are the kind of the guys that, that stand out to me, uh, especially when, digital has is an infant um and these guys are really leading the front and convincing folks and businesses that hey digital is definitely something you should take extremely serious yes i i think and, and those three are people i all, all three of them i follow for different reasons i think gary is probably the most legitimate marketer but uh, the other two kind of influence marketing in their own ways both simon and tony uh but with that, I, I really appreciate you being on the show. I, I learned some things with affiliate and I consider myself an expert. Glad to see you kind of reiterate my thinking and add, add to it. So 
um, you know, anyone listening to this that hasn't done affiliate marketing, even if they have done affiliate marketing, this is going to be valuable to you. And Jose, with that, I uh, want to thank you for being on the show. And, you know, let's, let's do this again, in like three to six months. We'll come up with another topic that you're an expert in that I can kind of chime in on. And um, let's keep educating people on marketing. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Thank you so much uh, for having me. I do have some offers for your audience, if that's okay. okay. No, sure to shout it out. And also, let them know where they can find you. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. That, I think that will fall um, perfectly into the offers. Um, you know, from understanding your show and your audience, I think you have uh, two cent, two people here, right? You have entrepreneurs and these individual CEOs who, who are really trying to learn digital and take it to the next level. And then you have C-suite or, or high level folks from organizations who listen as well to see what's going on in the digital world. So I wanted to have an offer for both of them. So the first one for the solo entrepreneur, solo CEO, who's either trying to build a brand themselves, or they're just trying to leverage digital for their brand, I'm giving a free guidance call. Um, the guidance call is really just to help you understand the world, break down some of the vernacular, break down some of the strategies, and really just show you what this world has to offer and how you want to maneuver in it and what's the best path for you, be it working with me or not. Um, I just feel like that's missing in the industry is a guide. There's a lot of sales and a lot of marketing, but there's not very many guides out there. So I want to do that for folks. Um, so the best way to go about that is you can check out the website, J-A-Y-Q-U-I-R-O-Z, jquitos.com and hit me on the contact, or you can reach out to me on LinkedIn, um, Jose Quiroz or Jose Quiroz Digital, if you look that up. Um, and the last name is Q-U-I-R-O-Z. Shoot me a message. Um, saying uh, digital guidance and you know we'll, we'll chat and then we'll see what's the best approach to for us to have that quick conversation to help guide you in the right direction and then for the bigger guys out on here the c-suite guys the organizations who are listening in to try to get into i want to offer the digital dna tool to you guys so this would be an, an introductory brand health monitor for the first 10 clients to contact us we will have some criteria um, because at digital caliente like i said we've worked with some fairly big companies at&t Burger King, etc so we will have some criteria that will that will let you know once you kind of reach out but if you meet the criteria and you're within the first 10 organizations to reach out to us, then we'll do a, we'll utilize the digital DNA global panel to provide a snapshot on where you stand versus your competitors online and offline. And again, that's going to help you track your likability, give you strategic clarity, intent to recommend, uniqueness, brand um, efficacy, unaided awareness, innovation, all of that good stuff. And one of the criteria will be to provide us three competitors so we can do that competitor analysis for you. So you can check that out at digitalcaliente.com slash brand dash health dash monitor. So digitalcaliente.com slash brand health monitor. And caliente is just hot in Spanish. So C-A-L-I-E-N-T-E. Wonderful. You did that so well. All right. Jose, pleasure again. Check them out. Go check out that DNA tool. I, I'm going to as well. So, yeah, yeah. let me know. Let me know more. I'd, I'd be I'd be more than happy to to kind of show you the uh, the inner workings of it. Um, it'd be amazing. I think. We'd love to see it. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you, everyone. Mm-hmm.